0: Hello, this is Nick Hood, pastor of the Plymouth United Church of Christ. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast today. Today the focus is on Proverbs chapter 10 and also the Gospel of John chapter 10. A wise child makes a glad father, but a foolish child is a mother's grief. Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. A child who gathers in summer is prudent, but a child who sleeps in harvest brings shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise of heart will heed commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever follows perverse ways will be found out. Whoever winks the eye causes trouble, but the one who rebukes boldly makes peace. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. On the lips of one who has understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of one who lacks sense. The wise lay up knowledge, but the babbling of a fool brings ruin near. The wealth of the rich is their fortress, The poverty of the poor is their ruin. The wage of the righteous leads to life, the gain of the wicked to sin. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life, but one who rejects a rebuke goes astray. Lying lips conceal hatred, and whoever utters slanders is a fool. When words are many transgression is not lacking, But the prudent are restrained in speech. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The mind of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is like sport to a fool, but wise conduct is pleasure to a person of understanding. What the wicked dread will come upon them, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the tempest passes, the wicked are no more, but the righteous are established forever. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so are the lazy to their employers. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The hope of the righteous ends in gladness. But the expectation of the wicked comes to nothing. The way of the Lord is a stronghold for the upright, but destruction for evildoers. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not remain in the land. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. And now we switch to John chapter 10, the Gospel of John, Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name I have received this command from my Father." Again Jesus were divided, excuse me, again the Jews were divided because of these words. Many of them were saying, He has a demon and is out of his mind, why listen to him? Others were saying, These are not the words of one who has a demon, can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the Festival of the Dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple, in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, though only a human being, are making yourself God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods? If those to whom the word of God came were called gods, and the scripture cannot be annulled, can you say that the one whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said, I am God's son? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do, Do not believe me. Believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Then they tried to arrest him again, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to him, and they were saying, John performed no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. Thus we end the reading of the Gospel of John, chapter 10. I'd like to share a few questions that pop out in my mind, and let's start today with uh, John 10. Uh, it's interesting to me that in John 8, and John 9, and now John 10, Jesus is back and forth in the temple. He's teaching. He's making people upset because they feel he's blaspheming against God. And multiple times they've tried to kill him. They tried to kill him in this chapter. They tried to kill him. These are the Jewish hierarchy in chapter 9 and also chapter 8. In 8, chapter 8, Jesus heals a man who's a paralytic. In chapter 9, he heals a man who um, was born blind. And now, in this chapter, he's teaching and being questioned as to whether or not he is the Messiah. And in each of these chapters, they try to kill him, and uh, he escapes being killed. Uh, And my question to you is this. Why do you think Jesus keeps returning to the temple, Uh, almost uh, it's like he is begging for these people to kill him. Why do you think he returns there? Uh, Another question, what do you think about Jesus um, describing himself as the good shepherd, the the, the one who knows each of the sheep by name, and uh, the one who will put his own life at risk with a wolf? Uh, of to, to protect the sheep. What does this mean to you? And in modern terms, who is the good shepherd? Have you ever seen yourself trying to be like Jesus uh, as a good shepherd? Um, uh, and then we go backwards to the 10th chapter of the book of Proverbs. And I'm just curious, uh, which of these Proverbs speak the most to you? Uh, They're very interesting. Um, Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. Those are just a couple from verses 2 through 3. But I'm just curious, which of these Proverbs speaks most to you? And how do these Proverbs in chapter 10 connect with the words of wisdom that we've heard in Proverbs 9 and 8 and 7. I invite you to join with me now in prayer. Gracious Master and our God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for each other. We thank you, O Lord God, for the things that uh, we are planning to do this day. We also thank you for the things that we cannot even imagine that will pop up during the course of a day. O Lord, we pray that you might grant us wisdom, grant us faith, grant us the confidence and the courage to know that all things come from thee, all things return to thee, and that all things will work out for the good for those who love you. O Lord God, this is our prayer this day. We seek your blessing. We seek your favor. We seek your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, this is Pastor Nick Hood, Pastor and Senior Minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ in Detroit, Michigan. We worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 in the morning, also on Wednesdays at noon. If you're ever in the Detroit area, I invite you to stop by the church where I pastor, Plymouth United Church of Christ. We're located at 600 East Warren Avenue in the heart of Detroit and the tip-top of the Medical Center. And until tomorrow... God bless.